podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? I am doing awesome. I am getting ready to go. <laughs> I'm not really going anywhere, but uh, going to my virtual mastermind with my coaching colleagues. And this is an event that I do twice a year and I cherish it. I cherish these days. I love it so, so much being around other coaches who are being courageous and putting their voices and their work out into the world and being able to talk about how to serve all of our clients at a higher level and bring more value to you all and to those that I get to coach one-on-one or in a group. And there's just so many brilliant minds. And one of the things that I absolutely love about gathering at these events is being able to see yourself reflected in someone else. Meaning like, Sometimes it's really hard when we're working on new beliefs in ourselves and what's possible to really grasp it. But other people don't have all of those insecurities and doubts that we do. They just see all of your potential and all of your possibility and all of your awesome without the rest of your brain that's like, you're not good enough and you're not going to make it and this won't work for you and all that, you know, nonsense that our brains say all the time. And having that continuously like fueling you helps you quiet down that voice. And this is what I hear so often from working with my clients because I do see that in them. And I think that's such a benefit about working with a coach in general is they get to see what's possible in you before maybe it's available for you to also see it. They get to see kind of the bigger picture and the bigger perspective without all of the thoughts or the beliefs that you're having that are holding you back. So when I, you know, sign a one-on-one client or when I start a group, it's like I'm looking at these women and I know that sex that is pleasurable and enjoyable is possible for them. I know desire is possible for them. And I can clearly see and quickly see what's keeping them from being able to achieve it. Because this is what I do, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours over the last few years is I can quickly pick up on those patterns. So I'm like, oh, this isn't a problem. I see exactly what's standing in your way. And now we can go to work together to remove these mental blocks and these obstacles so that you can get where you're wanting to go, to have that amazing sex, to have that desire again, to love yourself fully, to accept your body, whatever it is. And that is also what my coach gets to see in me. And going and doing these events is I have colleagues and my coach who gets to see that what's possible. You know, when I'm afraid of like, you know, can I really start a podcast, which was like years ago. And it was like, yeah, you can. Of course you can. And then it's like, oh, for sure I can. I just didn't see these obstacles getting in the way. And that's such the beauty of having a coaching relationship. And speaking of, I just concluded uh, the Better Sex in 90 Days, the inaugural group, which was such a beautiful container and experience. And 
at the end of it, I really asked all of the women, like, what's your biggest takeaway? And most of them were like, I can't even, <laughs> like, you're giving us one sentence. They're like, I can't even, you know, minimize it down to one sentence because it was such an incredible life-changing experience. But one thing that I thought really stood out to me, and I'll be sharing these, you know, along the way as, you know, as we're getting ready to do the next group, which starts uh, the first full week in September after Labor Day, is these experiences and what these women came in expecting to get and what they walk away with, right? Because we walk into these kind of things and we're like, well, then, you know, maybe it's possible I'll have some better sex or maybe I'll just like it a little bit more. And that's part of it. But the profound thing that so many of them walk away with is like, I actually have compassion for myself. The way that I speak to myself has completely changed. And I see the benefit of talking to myself like this, that, you know, as a woman and the way that I've been holding myself to all of these standards and these shoulds, just having some grace and some space with myself has been this beautiful, loving relationship I didn't even know was possible. Or just being able, one woman just described, like, I'm finally able for the first time in my life to accept my body, like really, truly accept it. And that has had a profound experience on her relationship with her husband. She was just talking about how she feels so confident in intimate relationships with her husband. She so feels so confident in general in her body, even just walking around and being with her children and having fun and dancing around the kitchen and all these things that seem so out of reach before. And the other main thing theme that I heard was learning how to truly slow down, learning how to truly be present, like taking the time to connect with the body in the morning as you're putting on lotion and just reveling in the sensation of the body and slowing down during sex. One of my clients, she was joking. She was like, I just don't ever understand why I chose to be in my head before. She was like, it's amazing when I'm in my body. She was like, I feel everything. I'm noticing everything. Like sex is so amplified for me because I am so attuned to what I'm really truly feeling. And it's just lighting every single cell up in my body. Like I can't believe that I had this experience of like the before and after, right? Like if only we could capture this, like it was, you know, a very obvious uh, journey of before and after, but I so get it. It's the before when you're in your head and you're spinning and you're like, what's the point of this versus the afterwards, everything in your body is just lit up. And one of the clients too, she explained, she was like, the thing about doing this course for me is that it shifted sex from being this thing that felt really weighty. Like it felt very serious. It felt very heavy. And through what I've learned, through what I have been practicing, sex feels important. It feels heavy in that it's actually more important to me, but it's through the lens of pleasure where before it was through the lens of obligation or should, or I have to. And now she was like, it's become even more important, but it's flipped 180 degrees. It's flipped from this like heavy weighty, like, uh, to this, like, oh my goodness, this is so important for us and for me. And I get to, and I want to. 
And so I wanted to just share some of the words. For those of you that are considering joining, I encourage you to. If you're not really sure, then go ahead and just, you know, hit me up. We'll be, I'd be happy to talk on the phone and see if this is a good fit for you. But we are starting in September. And the results that these women are getting is so much more than better sex. It's learning to love yourself. It's slowing down and being present in your life. It's waking up to possibility. It's, you know, rewiring your ideas of connection, of pleasure, of worthiness, of deservedness, and it goes on and on and on. And I'm doing some tweaks and changes and what I am delivering for the next group, it's blowing my own mind. I can't even wait. So Make sure you're on my email list um, and I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for you to join that so that you don't miss any of the upcoming things. I'm doing a free webinar and that's going to absolutely blow your mind as well as if you are interested in joining this group program that starts in September. Okay, so let's hop into today's topic. So I wanted to talk today about this idea of withholding sex or rewarding with sex. This actually came up in one of the client calls, and it's something that I had thought about when I was going through this journey a number of years ago. And really when it hit me that I was doing this was, I don't even remember what it was, but it was some silly argument about cleaning the house. Like it was really irrelevant, (laughs) like wanting help cleaning the house. And I just remember listening to my brain and my brain's like, I'm going to show him. I'm not even going to have sex with him tonight. I'm not even going to have sex with him this whole week. Then we'll see what he wants to help out with, right? It was just this like going on in my head. But so many people that I talk to can completely relate to this. This is something that just kind of goes in this background. And And as I saw it, and because I was really, truly paying attention to all of the obstacles that were getting in the way of me being able to experience sensual and sexual pleasure, I was like, holy shit, look at that. Look at me using sex kind of as that carrot dangling in front of like my husband's head (laughs) for good behavior. And on this call with my client, she was like, yeah, it's so crazy. It's like, I want to like punish him. And I'm afraid that if I have sex with him, even though we have talked about this behavior that I really don't like of his and, you know, that I somehow am going to be teaching him that that behavior is acceptable, that it's okay. And, you know, I want to break this down a little bit because, It goes so much deeper than we think it is. It feels like this innocent thing like, oh yeah, like if I'm mad or if you've done something wrong, then I don't want to have sex with you. Like I want to keep that from you. Now, I'm not saying if you're mad at your partner that you have to go and have sex, but let's talk about why the approach and the idea of withholding can be very problematic. On the flip side though, we also want to talk about The idea of rewarding with sex. This also comes up a lot in normal conversations is this idea of rewarding. This idea that we can reward good behavior. Another one of my clients was talking about like, oh, if, you know, if my husband works out, then I would like, 
incentivize him with sexy time. And I remember even when I was trying to get my husband, when we were first started dating to do exercises, not to get into shape, but just to like take care of himself or take care of his back. And I was like, and if your back's in better shape, you know what we could be doing more of, but also like, you should probably do that. And then this is something that I'm going to reward you of with. And It sounds kind of like awful saying it out loud, but (laughs) this is the truth. This is what happens in so many relationships. So let's just talk about it. So part of the thing is that we have to take a look at here is the socialization that sex is something to be earned or something to be rewarded. And then it's also on the flip side, something to be withheld if I don't like your behavior. If I don't like the way that you're acting or the way that you're treating me or the way that you're showing up or the way that you're not appreciating me or respecting me or whatever it is, then I'm going to take this thing that I know you really like away from you. Or if you're doing something that I think is really great, if you're treating me nice, if you, you know, even the idea of that you hear in comedies and in movies and rom-coms like, oh, well, you know, it's his birthday. So I'm going to give him this gift of sex or he got me flowers or he got me chocolate. So now he gets to have sex from me. And it's this way that we're socialized. But when you really take a moment and you pause and you think about it, the underlying message that we are saying to ourselves and to our partners is that my body is a object for you to earn. My body is also an object that I can gift to you so that you can experience pleasure But if you're not acting right, then I can take this away from you. It is still under the guise of pleasure is for him or pleasure is for your partner rather than seeing sex as something that creates intimate connection for you both that it is a pleasurable thing for you. So when you think about kind of this message that goes deep and underlying, you can see really how it even begins at a very young age. The idea when you know you see again in culture and in movies like however many dates you need to go on before you can hold hands or before, you know, you can touch here or touch there or second base or see this or slip it in, whatever it is. It's like this stacking system that is saying that we have to earn, you have to earn the right to be able to experience my body. But it's this idea of earning. It's this idea of, okay, now you've done this. You've played the cards right that you get me, you get sex, you get this reward. But it also makes sex this thing then instead of being for us and for our own pleasure and for our own enjoyment, 
we're going to withhold it. And then we have to kind of keep that up, right? We have to withhold this if you're not behaving or acting in a way that I want you to. Then I can hold this thing over your head. And it's fascinating when we look at it like that. I find it so interesting and intriguing because it happens so often when I've talked to women, whether they're my clients or just my friends about this phenomenon, right? It's like, yeah, but you're also hurting you. (laughs) Like You're staying mad, which isn't very fun. You're not getting the sex that you actually wanted and the pleasure and the enjoyment that you wanted in your own body. And you're continuously like, keeping this pervasive idea that my body and sex is something for you and it's for when you're being good. (laughs) It's for when you're behaving correctly or being, you know, a nice guy or something like that, right? So we really want to unpack this, which we're doing right now, but we really want to take a look at this behavior and be like, think I really want to do that anymore, or at least bring awareness to it. Now, again, this doesn't mean if you're mad, you have to go and have sex. That's not what we're saying at all. But remember, you are the one that creates your feelings. Through your thoughts, you can create your feelings and you can still have sex when you're mad. (laughs) That is a possibility. But why would you also deny yourself a pleasurable, enjoying, connecting experience with your partner because they quote unquote did you wrong. Really pause and think about that for a minute. Now, some of you might be saying, well, it's not that enjoyable, not that pleasurable. Well, okay, we're working on that, right? You're working on that listening to this podcast. You're working on that when you join my group or you work with me one-on-one. We work on making it more enjoyable. But it's still because we don't have that belief in our head that sex is for me, that sex is pleasurable for me and also for us. It's still this hierarchy that it is for your partner and not for you. So this is where we have to begin to disintegrate that old belief, right? That it's for our husbands or for our partners and that we're just kind of there along for the ride, but it isn't for us, When you really, truly believe that it's for you, does it matter that your husband was a little late? Does it matter? That's a question to ask yourself. Does it really matter? If I truly, truly believed that sexual pleasure was for me, I decided I wanted to have some sexual pleasure and some connection tonight. That was on my schedule because I'm listening to Danielle and she said to schedule it. (laughs) And so I put it on my schedule, but now my husband's late. So I'm not going to do it. But does it really matter? (laughs) The answer is no, it really doesn't. It really, truly doesn't. If you're concerned about taking care of you, if you're looking at sex as nourishing, if you're looking at pleasure and being a sexually turned on woman as a huge part of your self-concept, then if your partner doesn't quote unquote act right, that doesn't mean 
you also have to deny yourself the pleasure that is possible. It becomes a very tricky game when we do that. We're like, oh, here you go. Oh, just kidding. Oh, here you go. Oh, just kidding. But it's your body you're talking about. You're talking about yourself as the carrot dangling in front of their face. You're not a carrot. You are a sexually turned on woman and it is your damn birthright to experience pleasure in your body, to experience sexual ecstasy. This is who you are as a woman. So to deny yourself that because of bad behavior is simply a very old school way of looking at it and ludicrous. <laughs> and I'm saying that with the biggest cuddle over the internet or however you're listening to this, right? So much love because we all have been there. We've all done this. We continue to do it. That's why I wanted to talk about it so that we can stop, that we can take it back and own our sexual pleasure as ours, truly as ours. Remember that the end game here is you becoming a turned on woman. The end game is allowing your sexuality and your sensuality to become an important part of you. The end game is about connection. It's about compassion. It's about passion. <laughs> and it's about like loving yourself fully and opening up to your pleasure potential. What is possible inside of you to feel? That is the end thing. So when we're looking at like a solution here, when we're looking at being very solution focused in our interactions with our partner, all the things that we're actually wanting is withholding sex ever beneficial? Is it ever in service of these solutions that you actually want to get to? Really spend some time and ask yourself this question. How is withholding sex serving you at all? How is it serving your connection with your partner? How is it serving your self-concept as a turned on, pleasured and empowered woman? Okay, that's what I got for you all today. Have a lovely day. It's been my absolute pleasure sharing this short but sweet episode with you about withholding sex and using sex as a reward. And I hope it's got you thinking about this concept, which we come back to, that it is my pleasure. It is for you. And if you haven't yet already, I please ask you to take the time to write a quick review. Give me a rating on iTunes. You can do this completely anonymously, but it really, really helps getting this podcast into the ears of more women across the world so that we can all become turned on women, so that we can become pleasured and empowered women and show up more boldly in the world. Have a lovely day, and I can't wait to talk with you next week. Bye.